1: Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS Free Game Show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender at Blender HD. You want to follow me there on Twitter. And uh, this is the show where uh, where we're still talking about NFL, NFL, DFS, whether it be uh, the, the main slate coming up on Sunday, tonight's showdown slate, and just strategy in general, right? I listen to YouTube chat, right? I answer your questions about the tools here at Roto-Grinders, about the strategies to use, lineup building, roster construction, whatever you want to call it. So ask them, ask them away. Hit those thumbs up button. Give me those stomach thumbs on your way in the door. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. I see Suki Singh. He's usually first, right? Eric Hillpole, Daniel Hutchins, Eric Hillpole, Alec Alexander, Sterling Woods, Jerome Lewis, Con Campbell, Con, is that your first name, Con? Hog Lawrence, Max Coach, card fan, Tim Light, smash those thummy thumbs in the morning. Guys played soccer? Did you play DFS soccer the past two days in the afternoon? That's a sweat. Yesterday was like a million goals, and none of them were scored by Messi or Neymar. So uh, I still cashed. I still did fine. I actually made money, even with Messi and Neymar in my cash line. That's fine right divot gorigi saved me so uh so i hope i hope i, I got some messages of people i'd never played soccer before oh my god you need to turn on golazo on paramount plus or whatever and it's just goal 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 even in the middle of your workday, you just put on sofa score there's a sofa score app ding ah, and it goes like makes a noise like that like the crowd is cheering and that goes off like a million times during two hours easy in, in champions league uh dfs soccer you could go I'm like last place to first place in a matter of twelve minutes, or you can be in first place and twelve minutes later, being dead last, right? With all the goals that typically get scored, and then by the end, someone gives up. Someone, so your goalkeeper gives up a goal, and then getting, your clean sheet gets ruined or something like that. That that's what ends up happening. Uh, so so I hope I hope you enjoyed yourself if you did play some soccer. I'm trying to get more people into the soccer streets. It's worth playing. Uh, so we'll we'll be talking about uh, NFL stuff, whatever you want. I, I mean, I'll be doing the showdown show later later tonight with uh, with STL cards. So that that's seven thirty tonight. So hit the notification bell to know when we go live there. Uh, but uh, but looking Edward Nalder right right around here, McKissick and Shepard or Gibson and Dayami Brown for tonight's slate. Uh, I have no preference. It depends on your lineup. It depends on the contest that you're playing. Obviously, Edward Nalder is new here. Don't treat him that bad. In the YouTube chat. I'm surprised someone hasn't yelled at them already. Well, I don't know. What's the difference? Projection wise, we go by projection. Let's go by projection. McKissick and Shepard. Let's do the math, right? It's very easy. You could answer these questions yourself because if you're going to give no context, then you just, whoever's the higher projected. Okay. Shepard is what? 12.77. Okay. Let's do this. 12.77 plus, uh, what's, what's the next guy? to put up my calculator here and and mckissick okay where's mckissick mckissick it's probably going to be the diami brown one but let's see mckissick is 6.5 and this is the grid ion iq projections okay so we got 19.27 19.27 on the first one okay we're going to write that down 19.27 on the first one okay now gibson and diami brown are gibson Nineteen point five. Oh, not Gibson beats him out already. And then Diami Brown is seven points. Oh, so we're not even close. We're not even close. So yeah, that's that's like a seven point difference, right? Gibson beats out the first one by himself in in a median projection, a mean projection, whatever you want to call it. That's the easiest way to do these. I don't. I, that's why I, I never understand one v one's two v two. Just look at the look at the projections. But so. So difficult. Like, obviously, you need to obviously you need to sign up for Rota Grinders Premium, right? Click on the link in the description, get $10 off your first month. That's pretty much what you have to do. Everything, you know, uh, Robert Scorey, are you viewing game totals the same way as project? yeah. projections? Yes, it's already factored into projections. Anything, pretty much, pretty much anything that you'd look at. In fact, I, I don't even have to put the pretty much on. Everything that you'd possibly look at is already factored into the projection everything so all you're going to be doing is double counting you're going to be doing either you're going to be doing redundant work you're going to be double counting you're going to be misweighting right you're going to take a oh i i've I've heard so many people say oh uh this team or this player is is so and so and they mention a couple of stats and he has a good projection i'm like no 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 you what you just said is the reason He has a good, it's not, it's already factored in. That's why he has a good projection. And then sometimes you'll look at stuff and go, I don't understand why this guy doesn't have a good projection. It's like, well, maybe what you're looking at doesn't matter, right? Maybe it actually doesn't matter. And if you're using the same model, it can't, it can't matter for one person, one player and not matter for another. It's like, oh, that's the reason why so-and-so has a good projection. But I don't know. I don't get the other guy, right? The other guy. And then they rattle off like seven statistics. It's like, well, that's, Obviously some of the stuff that you're waiting in your mind on those statistics don't matter as much as you think. Right. But they matter for that guy. No, well, they matter the same way for both guys. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So that's why like, like everything is done for you with projections. It, put, it puts a number, but remember these numbers are ranges of outcomes. We go to the main slate. Like it's not, Najee Harris is not being projected that he will score 20.76 points. Cause number 1.76 is impossible. Right? His range of outcomes from a one standard deviation is 9.96 to 30.93 based on our, our gridiron IQ projections. This floor ceiling, that's the range. Daryl Henderson, three to 23. Okay? So if he comes anywhere in between these two numbers, anywhere in between these two numbers, that would be considered normal. Okay? Normal. Right, if you play Najee Harris and he got 11 points, you'd be like, oh, the back projection was off. It was like almost 21. It's like, no, it was between 10 and 31. Right? Like, you have to know what a normal distribution curve. Like, I'll show you. I can always show these things. Right? We can show any of these, right? Right, if you take a look here, let's open up, uh, open up image and new tab. Let's see. Right, we take a look at this. So this, where this green is, that's what, that's, that's what you're looking at when it says ceiling. Okay, this right in the middle right here at the top of the curve is that middle number, right? So this 20.76 is right here, right? This is the range of outcomes. And this is within one standard deviation, the big 68% bulk right in the middle of his outcomes. So, 68% of the time, they'll score between 9.96 and 30.93, right? Then you get ones that are further away, but up to two standard deviations, up to three standard deviations. And this is a normal distribution. This is if we treat the player as a normal distribution, now players uh, don't have normal distributions, okay? I mean, this this, this is it's never going to look from the actual, it's never going to look like this. But if you think in these terms, at least it's better than thinking in just like uh, just whatever's in the middle. That's it. Like nothing else exists. So what the projections are telling you is these ranges, right? Some 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 players, and you can see here the standard deviations are different. I mean, look at look at uh, Daryl Henderson in comparison to like let's go let's go to a similarly salary player or similarly like, let's go to similarly projected player. So where's, where's Daryl Henderson? 16.86 and David Montgomery, right? That, that's a, that's a good example, right? We take a look here, very similar fantasy points, like median 16.86 and 16.73, right? But David Montgomery has a slightly higher ceiling and a much higher floor in comparison. I mean, obviously if you only get six points out of David Montgomery, you're not doing much anyway but that's what this represents so that this distribution looks slightly different, right? Here's Jonathan Taylor, 16.7 median. He has an even higher floor, but a lower ceiling, slightly lower. Then you take Ezekiel Elliott, 16.59. He has the best of both worlds. So Zeke Elliott in comparison, even though he's a slightly lower median, only by very little, Actually has a seven-point higher floor, floor meaning this this right this line right over here. Right, this line for Daryl Henderson, right here, is three points, but for Zeke Elliott, it's ten points. So he has way more outcomes like those that those three-point those three to nine-point outcomes for Zeke are more in this yellow and this red. While three to nine point outcomes for Daryl Henderson are still in this green area, right? Which means these yellows have like ones and twos in it. And then the ceiling is slightly higher compared to uh, uh, Daryl Henderson, 25.55. Now, obviously there's a $500 price difference, but that's how you should be looking at projections, They're ranges of outcomes. So when you're going to compare two players together, I mean, you could compare it by median. Everything that an optimizer uses is going to be based on this median number, although you can change it so you can build based on floor and ceiling, I guess. But Most of these are going to be somewhat normal distributions. They're still going to look at this. So when you look at any projections, you don't even have to look at Roto-Grinders projections. Whenever you're looking at projections of any type and you see just a number in the middle, they, maybe the projections that you're using don't show this floor or ceiling. Don't show this, like, which is fine. It doesn't need to. This is the, for the, for the gridiron IQ projections, this is like, a, the, this is the 16th and 85th percentile, right? Just like you would do for here, right? 68.2 right in the middle. Now for the blitz, Derek Hardy puts in for ceiling and floor 25th and 75th percentile right it's just a column it's just a, all this is the column you can identify what floor doesn't mean anything floor and ceiling are not math terms it's just ways to, it's just a way to show the, the range of outcomes but if you look at some projections you may just see the middle and when you see the middle don't look, that it still means some type of some type of distribution curve. and the and within one standard deviation look how large this range is Miles Sanders, 6.99 to comes if, if he performs anywhere in between those, you have to consider that uh, oh, projections were accurate, right? Damien Harris, if he puts up five points, you're like, oh, that's at the low end of his range, right? That's that's like somewhere, somewhere over here, right? Right here where my mouse is. But still look, if he puts up five points and look where my, my pointer is, like that's still, in comparison to all other outcomes, that isn't, that's fairly common. The same way that if he put up 21 points, he'd be at this end or out of here. That there's what, there's what those outcomes are. So look at how much, look at how much this green space encompasses and how wide that ranges. Five to 21 is inside of this green. So if you're going to be like, well, I, I'm playing Harris against the Jets, and he puts up eight points, all well, the projections were wrong. No, they were fine. If he puts up 18, 20, 19 points. Oh, great. Like that, you're saying the same exact, if he put up five or he put up 20, it was the same probability of either of them, right? It was the same probability. All the mid, All this middle number, this median mean number is the 50% point. So when you see that Christian McCaffrey, your Dalvin, when you see any of these guys, we go to, go to wide receiver, especially. Stephon Diggs, 19.86. Like that's all that number means is that 50% of the time he will put up more than 19.86 and 50% of the time we'll put up less. doesn't mean he's going to put up 19.86. That's just the, that's just the middle of a range of outcomes. That's it. That's all it means. So if you're going to judge, if you're going to judge without context of any other the correlation, leverage in your lineup and context you're playing, like most likely you're just basing it based on, you know, who's who's a better play? Who's a better play? We go by position and wide receiver, right? By price and you go, who's a better play? DeAndre Hopkins or Stefan Diggs? I'd like like it's a, it's a difference of almost of like 0.6 points. If we played this laid out a million times based on the NFL Green and IQ projections here at Grinders. It's Hopkins, but the difference is very marginal, right? We go down here, but you go Deontay Johnson versus CeeDee Lamb. Like here, look, they're both at the same price. Deontay Johnson both and CeeDee Lamb both 6,400, but you see, look, almost a five-point difference in mi- mi- median projection. So you go, oh yeah, so you definitely don't play Deontay Johnson over CeeDee Lamb, but look at the range five to 22 about right seven and a half to 25 so yes cd lamb in a vacuum you just tell me like, who who should i play in no context whatsoever i'd obviously say cd cd lamb cd lamb is projected better. but look at the ownership cd lamb 16 we have him projected for 16.2 percent ownership currently Deontay johnson 3.2 percent ownership so that's what Five, a little over five time difference in ownership. But if you look at the range of outcomes, look, 5.2 to 22, 7.5 to 25, like how many, how many, how many overlap, how much overlap is there between their range of outcomes? Yes, CD Lamb, the, the curve extends a little bit further on one side, which means if you play it, it's slate out over a million times. You'd, you'd be better off with uh, with, with CD Lank. The problem comes in is that you're playing against other people. So give if you give me no other context and go, well, which guy should I play? Well, if you don't care about, if you don't need le- any, any extra leverage in your lineup, you, if your lineup is leveraged properly, like you already have some contrarian plays in the lineup, then I'd say play play the higher projected player. You should be focused on projection. But if you're playing... You know, all the chalk in the rest of your lineup, if you're already playing chalk in the rest of your lineup, then it'd be like, well, maybe this, this is the place where you pivot. How often does CeeDee Lamb beat out Deontay Johnson? Is it five times more often? No, it's not five times more often. That the ownership gap should be this wide. So you played Deontay Johnson at 3.2% ownership. But if your lineup was already contrary, and it's like, why would you be giving up nearly five projection points where you don't need to? your lineup is already low enough you already got enough relative value to win first place in a contest so getting, getting yourself even lower ownership is, is almost is almost useless it's almost too much so you should be focused on projection so asking a 1v1 2v2 like the answer could be either depending on the context of your lineup. but if you're just looking for Who's the best play just to sign up for Roto-Grinders and get the projections. It'll answer everything for you. Everything's in there and it does all the work for you, right? Oh, do I have to look at still? No, I, I look at no stats. I look at zero, zero stats whatsoever. Nothing. I don't know completion rates. I don't know anything. The only stats I know is I listen. to, I listen to some podcasts and they hate it's a back of my head. Oh, this guy did this. And that guy, that guy got 27% target share what I mean, it's just, You pick up things, I guess, but I don't care about it. It's already going to be factored into projections. So I don't have to look at anything. It's already there. But that's how you should be viewing projections. Going through the YouTube chat. Oh, let's see. Here we go. James Larvey. Josh Allen a smash this weekend. Not on anyone's. Let's take a look. Josh Allen this isn't complicated right we're going to just we're just sort by by salary adjusted value and he's in our, in our grid irr projections he's he's actually the top on the board right we got allen herbert murray assume prescott brady yeah i mean all the usual suspects bridgewater i guess is a cheaper option the ownership's going to still be there we haven't projected for 11.7% ownership it's Miami. There'll be plenty of Allen dig stacks. I mean, most of most of the most of the is going to go to Herbert and Prescott, but I mean, Allen's going to be owned still. Brady, that's the one to me. Brady is the, the off the board guy. I mean, as of right now, let's just look at just, just all I'm doing is looking at projections, right? Did I do any? I'm not watching film, I, did, I have no idea. All I knew it, I'm sorting this by fantasy points, right? And going, what what makes no sense in comparison? Yeah, Prescott, twelve percent, Herbert, twelve percent, Allen, and then you go, oh Brady, five percent. The problem with Brady, that doing this with quarterbacks is 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 different because you need to pair them with receivers. The problem is, is I don't, I'm not sure how well the the Bucks receivers project. Let's see. Let's go to the Tampa Bay. Right, just getting the right ones, right? They all project slightly low from a salary-adjusted standpoint. Right, how about tight end? Throw throw in tight end. Yeah, still fairly poor. So it's not just Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady with who? But it still could probably be fine. It'll be low-owned. It'll be, right, 2%, 6%, 9%. It's doable. They have a 32-point implied total, so... That's it. Look, look, look at, look at, look at, look at what I did. I didn't do anything else. This is how I play. It's already done for you. All the, all the numbers are done for you already. I don't have to look into root trees. I don't have to look into snap counts and it's already, it's already in here. That's what I have roto grinders for. Now you have the blitz and Cardi, Cardi's the blitz. And you could aggregate them together if you want. And a lot of times that is what I do. I mean, most times that is what I do. Right. I go here, I go, okay. I'm gonna go here. I could do here. I could upload other projections that I want, but look here, blitz. I have the live bl- number ball. If you subscribe there, you get their projections. But maybe I want to, maybe I don't want to rely completely on the grid. I, I want to like even it out, kind of smooth it out. There are going to be some uh players that maybe uh get a little bit more of a bump in the bullet projections versus the grid IQ projections. So I could, I could, I can say I want half half. I want the best of both worlds. So you could do that now in lineup HQ. And you could upload You could upload other ones. And it'll be, you, could, you could have 10, 10 projection sets on this list and weight them any way you want. Evenly, I could say, I want to weight the, the blitz projection 75%. And the if you're 25, you could do that, right? You could do whatever you want. Well, let's say I do half and half, right? Like you could call this whatever you want, my aggregate projections or whatever you want. And then it'll do it for you. What it's going to do is now take both Projections and average basically average them out based on your weights. So I'm not just using the blitz projections, I'm not just using the gridiron IQ projections. I'm kind of smoothly getting a general consensus of the two. And if you subscribe elsewhere or get or do your own projection sets, you could throw them in as well. You could say, I you could say I do my own projections. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna weigh. You're gonna weigh your own projections at seventy percent, and then put like ten percent on some other thing. You know, go little the blitz a little, then you know, just kind of smooth it out. Maybe if you trust those projection sets, don't just. I'm gonna take twelve projection sets, and three of them I know are crap. And no, all you're doing is making it worse. So here, here we go. So my aggregate group projections. I'm gonna use this. It, sh- it shouldn't change that much. You're not gonna see anything dramatic. Right, we go here. We still go to go to wide. Range. It's not like we, oh, Ceedee Lamb no longer good anymore. Like you're not you're, you're not going to see that, right? Ceedee Lamb still fine, right? Compared to right, we do that Deontay Johnson thing again, right? We go go down Ceedee Lamb versus Deontay Johnson. He gets he gets a smaller guy. Remember in the in the gridiron IQ projections, Deontay Johnson projected for thirteen point five five. So obviously, in the blitz, the blitz likes him two points higher because now his average is fourteen point eight four. And the blitz has CD Lamb slightly lower, right? In order to get it down to 17.89. So it's still the same, same concept, right? So it's not going to dramatically change things that much. On the fringes, well. we go by by RG value, right? We go by the salary adjusted value. So you can still get the same Harris, Carson, right? You still get like with Cooper, Allen, Ridley, Cop, Woods, right? Of course, everything's there, CD Lamb it's not going to change that much right but you could do that if you if you if you're like oh, i don't want to i don't want to focus on one projection set i want to aggregate them together then what you can do to see what ownership is going to look like now i'm going to run an optimal and see what the ownership is 134 so i'm like most lineups chalky lineups are going to be somewhere in that range somewhere between 110 and 134 something like that okay and they're probably going to have at least a quarterback stack so i'm going to set up this for whatever one with any you know right wide receiver especially a wide receiver and then uh, i'm going to set up another one for quarterback and two wide receiver tight end I got to do not know one and one with a run back of some type, right? One, one, a skinny stack with a run back and a double stack with a run back. And most people play skinnies, So I'm just going to put in like 75, 25, whatever. You can do whatever you want. If you think something else, whatever, put it in. I'm just trying to get a sense. I'm going to run 300 lineups, Right. I'm going to 300 lineups. I'm going to get at least two unique players. Uh, I'm going to spend at least 49.5. Uh, I don't want a, a quarterback more than 30%. You know what? The running backs, no more than 50. Wide receivers, no more than 50. Tight ends, you know, everyone else kind of 50, whatever whatever, just to get a sense, right? 50, defense, 50, right? There are, there are, there are more there are more accurate ways of doing it, but this is, this is the, the directionally, directionally good, right? So we're going to do this. I aggregated projections, right? A lot of times I will not just aggregate the gridiron IQ and and uh, uh, the blitz. I'll also get projections from around the industry, right? So it's like, because if people are looking at those, they may be building lineups based on those. So I, I'm The goal now is not to build lineups for myself. It's just to see what what chalky lineups look like right so we want the minimum let's say we're going to try to get the minimum i may have to decrease the unique players i'll I'll try to do it with two to 110 let's even put quarter like i may even have to put up the running backs to 60 because i may not get 300 tight end exposure yeah maybe something whatever something like that so minimum 130, and the, the the optimal was was 134, right? 134.4, right? So I'd, I see, I want to see, I mean, if anything, I want even higher than this, just to see what, what chalky lineups with stacks kind of look like, right? Maybe even have to go down to 100. So I'm going to build that. And while this is building, I'll look through the YouTube chat. And zero of why, us, why can't it do it? Come on. Why can't it do what, what am I screwing up here? Do I need running exposure percentages? No. Go down to unique players one. This should be working. Let's see. Do I have enough players available in each tradition? What is going on? Let's see. I have everything in here. Uh did I screw up something with stacks? Quarterback, wide receiver. 75% of my lines with a run back. Okay, that, that works. Quarterback, two, one. This should be working. Do I have a group set up for no apparent reason? Okay. 100 to 135. Maybe they, are there no lineups on, under that, that guy's? Let's just, just screw it. 100, I don't Give it to me. Give it to me. Relax it as far as possible. Who cares? 100 to 100. This this should work. Nope. Let me just make sure everything works. Just get rid of all of this. Okay, let's see. It has to do with the stacks. Let's see. What what, what are we doing wrong? Seventy five percent, twenty five percent. Let's just disable them and let's, let's see if anything comes out. Right, this is the troubleshooting. No, nothing. No, so not even that. What the hell's going on? I'm just going to reset my build settings. Reset, reset all NFL. Reset all everything settings. Reset everything. Give me everything. I don't know. I have to do trouble, I have to do troubleshooting while live on a show. Okay. So here we go. DraftKings NFL. We'll just use will just use the gridiron IQ projections, whatever. I don't care. I just want to make some lineups. Can I just make some lineups for crying out loud? Okay. I just want to make sure I can make anything. Here's my default. Okay. Now I have to, now I have to modify stuff. Player. Well, let's just put in some zeros because that'll do it. Okay, come on. Give me something. Okay, okay, we're getting lineups now. Okay. Delete this. Now let's try to do what we were doing before stacks and primary stacks. Just let, Let's just make it simple. It's wide receiver, wide receiver, just make a skinny stacks. <sighs> 75. Opposing team double stacks, 25% of the lineups. Okay. Can we, can we do this? Let's do it one at a time to make sure zero, 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 zero. Come on. This could work. Okay. We're getting lineups. Okay. Which is much better than before. Okay. So now that we got that, now we can set everything up the way that we want, right? A hundred to 135. I don't even care. Whatever. Just give me 100%. I don't give a, give a crap anymore. Limit one. Yeah, okay. Don't play two guys from the same team. Max offense versus defense. We're good here and we can run 300. Right. I want I want to at least cut down on the quarterbacks because somebody could just get too much of one. Right. What type is that? Even 30. Just to see what comes up. Thirty good enough. We're gonna get. You know. We're gonna, we're gonna, I know we're gonna get a lot of Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert. I mean, I, I like I know that immediately. So probably get even lower than that because, like, I, I don't need I don't need Lineup H two to tell me that the the Cowboys Chargers game is gonna be in everyone's lineup. I, I want to look at other lineups that look like that. Okay, so there we go. Let let that run. Go through the YouTube chat some more. Give me those thumbs ups while you're there. Nate Thacker, unrelated question. Can you upload and edit, edit late swap CSV mid-contest or do late swaps have to be done manually? I showed, I showed, I showed this yesterday. If you want to watch on the, yesterday's uh, show, there's, there are tools. There's this rebuild late swap tool that you download your entries, you upload them here, and all the players that are already locked are already locked in your lives. I explained a little bit about it. Just watch, watch, watch yesterday's show and probably watch probably 17 other shows that I've done. Like, if, if you watch this every day, you will eventually, it'll feel like you're on repeat, right? Because I've, I've I've explained these things like probably 17 times before. But it, as recently as literally yesterday. So that's why, it's, to save, to save the, 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 the pain of doing that again uh, for everyone else, just look at yesterday's, yesterday's show. Doo, 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 doo. Ace Boogie says, Henderson projected for 19.7% ownership. A lot higher than I expected. It's it's only, it's Thursday. That doesn't mean anything yet. Go through the YouTube chat. Tyler Woodfield, for a large field GPP, 100,000 plus entries. What do you consider when determining stack sizes? I consider lineups, Tyler. I don't consider stack sizes. Probably three plus two is too much. It, dep- it depends on the lineup. That's that, That's the best way to put it. When you play large field, okay, the two things that you have to consider when you're playing the tournament, like why would, if you're going to play a four plus three, right, four plus three, so you're playing a, a quarterback, three of his teammates, and then three run backs. why is that no good? Probably, probably, I'm saying probably, in general, not, not considering the team, not considering anything else, why is that probably not not the best, probably you're not going to find many constructions, if any, that would work for a, a large field contest like that. Yet, if you're playing uh, a 100-man contest, that would be fine. Why, why would – you have to think like that. Why would that be the case? Why would a 2 plus 1, just a skinny stack, quarterback, wide receiver, opposing wide receiver, be better for the large field, but not necessarily for the small field? It all has to do with how close to the nuts that you need to get, the nuts being the best possible lineup. Okay. Now, if that, ga- if the game that you're playing four plus three goes for 120 points, you're good. You're, who cares? You got, you got every, you know, 12 touchdowns get scored in the game. Yes. And you have them all. Like you could win. But the likelihood of the game being 73 to 51 is, is, is not, is not likely in the NFL. Not, probably not going to happen. Uh, so most likely when you play that four plus three, I'm talking, I'm making exaggerations for the point that you're going to get stuck with, you know, one of those guys is going to be a six points, right? You play Russell Wilson, uh, you play, you play Russell Wilson. Like let's say we do it with the Cowboys chargers game, like coming up, I'm going to play Dak Prescott, CeeDee lamb, see uh, C- Ezekiel Elliott uh, and, and Amari Cooper plus, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, and, you know, you, you do something like that. Like, unless the Cowboys put up, like, God knows how many points, like Amari Cooper could have 34, and then CeeDee Lamb has 18. And Ezekiel Elliott has 16. And it's like, and Dak Prescott has 36. And it's like, okay, that's pretty good. But that Zeke Elliott roster slot of 16, you, you would have much rather had, you know, Joe Mixon who put up 30. Well, someone else is going to have that lineup right, in a large field. Is going to have the skinnier stack, unless you're unless the whole game goes you know sixty four to forty eight. Most likely in the large field, there's going to be a lineup that has a smaller stack and has the right one off. Alan Robinson goes off for a million points, and you know he has a, a two percent down and it, it's in the lot. In small field, it's less likely to happen. You're playing a hundred. You're playing a hundred man field. Most likely, if you play Cowboys, if you play everyone in the game. And that game goes uh, just nor- uh, 45 to 38, which is more reasonable at least, you probably win, Even if Elliott has 18 points, even if CeeDee Lamb has 18 points, as long as, so if you've got all the touchdowns and two guys with 100, you know, a quarterback with 400 yards and a rushing touchdown, like then you could beat 99 other people that way. You don't need to be perfect. But in large field, you need to come closer to perfect. So if there's a one-off, we, we saw Debo Samuel last week. If you didn't have him, you're dead. And for first place in large field, you're dead. But it's not like 49ers stacks a one. It was another game plus Debo Samuel is a one-off. So that's that's where you should be terminating that. But like I said, it depends on the lineup, right? Not all of these are, are, are equal. Would you play a three plus one of the garbage of the Bears this week? I mean, you can, but obviously it's going to project lower, right? Because the Bears suck. The Bears, the Bears don't project well. So maybe you play two plus. Maybe just play one of the Bears instead of playing Allen Robinson with Andy Dalton and Daryl Mooney. You just play one of those guys as a one-off. Doesn't make the lineup good. Unless you can make a line. And like, I don't know. Maybe can can we, I don't even look. Can you make an Andy Dalton lineup that, yes, you're going to be low, lower owned just with the stack? But if you jam all the, like, the best projected plays around it, like, how much rejection are you giving up for that lineup? Especially if you're playing three plus one. All right? who are the Bears playing? See, I don't even know. The Bengals, right? I think the Bengals. So let's say you play Dalton. Dalton, Robinson, Comet. Right, so you fill up a tight end spot. And you run it back with Jamar Chase or Keegan's, something like that. Like, put that lineup together and then... How do you fit in the best projected players in the rest of your line, And then compare that lineup to, to the difference between, oh, playing Dak Prescott, play, playing the chalk Cowboys stack, but then getting different elsewhere. And then you go, well, what's the difference? Like you look, one lineup is, one lineup has a, has a total ownership, an ownership sum, which is not perfect, but it, it's a blunt tool. One has an ownership sum of 100. And the other one has an ownership sum of 100. And the Cowboys stack that still has a total ownership of 100 because you have some one off low owned wide receivers or something, the rest of your lineup. The total median projection is 112, making up numbers. And your Bears thing is 101. It's like, so you basically, you're sacrificing for your Bears stack 11 points for the same ownership total. Like, so why would you do that? So it turns out that the actual in the Cowboys stack lineup is better. As long as you play the, the different wide receivers that fit in the, you know, the rest of your lineup. Because you could go to the Cowboys stack and play even worse guys and get, now those lineups look equal, right? Now it's like, oh, now you have the Cowboys stack with even worse wide receivers that project a little bit worse that are probably also 1% owned. And that now the total lineup is 80%. Is Right, and this lineup is hundred, and, and and one project, and now the Bears lineup projects better than the Cowboys lineup, even though you're playing Prescott and Lamb and Cooper, because the rest of the lineup is just projects so poorly that uh, that the Bears lineup is better. So that's why thinking thinking in these hard hard terms of, uh, do I play three plus ones? Do I play two plus ones? Do I play like it all depends on the lineup. You look at you'll look at sharp players. Go into results DB. You'll look at sharp players, and you'll find they play a whole different. I mean, they don't just sit there and just to play. Oh, I'm going to play all three plus ones. They play some naked quarterback, Somewhat. I mean, they they analyze their lineups lineup by lineup on a lineup level, not on a player level. So they may have a whole wide range of types of lineups. Some some are three plus twos. They may have. Out of their 150, they'll have three three plus twos. They have, they have some that are just quarterback wide receiver and nothing else, right? And you go, well, they may have a predominant amount of skinny stack run backs. They may have a predominant, but not, it's not all of their lineups. Now, if you're not able effectively, I mean, if you don't have the experience of weighing one lineup against each other to know, You know, is this lineup better than that lineup? Is that then by default, you're going to find in general in large field GPPs that two plus ones and three plus ones, they're going to be more plus EV lineups of those constructions than of any other construction. So if you decided, you said, I'm not experienced enough and I don't have the process in place for me to weed out. What are some good three plus two lineups? What are some good skinny nothing lineups? What are like these other type of builds? And maybe just better, just like, if I'm going to play 150, I'm just going to play all three plus ones. Yes, it's quite possible. You play 153 plus ones and 30 of them like are not plus EV, right? You would have been better off playing some skinny stack lineups in there or some different lineups, but you're probably still going to, you're probably going to get 100 to 120 plus EV lineups. Because there are more three plus ones that are plus EV. Same thing in baseball. Oh, do you stack five men? Do you do four, three, one? Do you do that? There are there are three, two, two lineups that are that are good. There aren't as many of them though. So I wouldn't go, I wouldn't build 150 three, two, two lineups in baseball. If I had the choice, if I only got to build 150 of one type of lineup, I'm gonna build five threes. Like there's going to be more profitable 5-3 lineups or at least 5X lineups, 5 anything, two one 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 one, one one 1-1-1 than anything else. Well, are there going to be 4-3-1 liners, 4-2-1-1 one, one lineups that are profitable? Yes, but there are le- in general, there are less of them. So that's the same thing when it comes to, to stack construction types for NFL. When in doubt in large field, build 2 plus ones 3 one you could build three plus zeros, right? You could no run back two plus zero, which is the standard, just quarterback, pass catcher, and then no other correlation. You could do that too. There are plenty of plus EV lineups there, but there are probably more plus EV lineups in the two plus one, three plus one category that if, if you, if you had to do something bluntly err on there, that side. So if you're going to build a ton of lineups, if you're only hand building like 10 lineups, you don't have to consider any of that. You could build a lineup that's no that, that run back here. This one has one. I mean, you, you have plenty of time to build ten lineups. This is when you're building 150, 300, 450 lineups. It's like, yeah, I want I want to enter the mini max 150x and not have to spend eight hours pruning lineups. Like, yeah, I'll just build all three ones and just whatever. That's perfectly fine. Uh. Hey, bro, high five. What is your strategy? Strategy, it's not strategy. To get lower projected players in your top median builds. Do you adjust their points manually? Tired of my bottom of my generated lineups having all my lower projected shots? Well, you, all you Bluntly, you could just do the max total ownership. That's the easiest way to do it. Right? We see here. Look, we built a whole bunch of lineups. Najee Harris is a 100% aligned. This is what a lot of lineups are going to look like. Herbert, Allen, Cooper. Like, we take a look. Just based on our Grin and IQ projections, right? Prescott, Allen, Herbert. Carr? Carr. Against Pittsburgh. What do these lineups look like? 146, 177. 117. Brian Edwards? Hmm, interesting. Derek Hawkins, no, no one's going to play him. No one's going to play Raiders. Raiders, skinnies? Are these skinnies or they have Waller in them? I don't even think they have Waller because they have all of Higby, Higby, Kittle, 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 Higby. Anything with Waller? Oh, I should I just type it. do I have any Waller at all. Let's see. Oh, there's some. Yes, some, but not, not with Carr. Okay, that's kind of weird. But that's all I'm looking for here. Just like, what do they look like? So we go to that David Carr. The David. I always say David Carr. Derek Carr. 146 median 117.8 what's the top lineup 148.67 and 133 so not that not that dramatically different so look you have the herbert harris you have this lineup right here so for instance let's see we're going to save this line this is the top lineup Top projected, it also at the highest zone, Okay. Then we're gonna to go to Derek Carr. I'm not saying Derek Carr is a good play. I'm just showing you what you should be doing comparing the two. If you had to compare the two. So here's the two lineups, right? You still got Najee Harris, you still got Joe Mixon, right? Brian Edwards, Keyed Allen. Now you have Calvin Ridley. Chris, it's not that different. It's a two, it looks like a two v2. So Carr for Herbert. And oh, you have Calvin Ridley there instead of Keenan Allen and the Saints and the Jets' defense difference. But this is what you should be looking at. What's the total? 148 and 133. This is 146 and 117. So you're dropping about 16 percentage points in ownership, and you're only dropping two points in projection. That doesn't mean this first lineup isn't good also. But this is how you should be comparing lineups, not players. You're not comparing players. I'm not comparing. Do I want Keenan Allen or Calvin Ridley? I don't care. I don't care what's in here. I just care about the the ownership and the fantasy points. That's it. Of the whole lineup. As long as it's correlated, right? Right. These are these. I mean, there's the run back here. Do we have a run back? Anything? Am I just building whatever? Did I just build whatever? run back run back where's my pittsburgh oh Najee harris is the pittsburgh guy okay what? Well, duh that makes sense that's what and that's the reason why i'm getting car okay because because uh, harris is obviously the best projected running back so it's going to throw in more uh raiders that could be a way to go so i see the difference within two this is how you should be viewing how you play bfs does it mean I play uh, Carr, Edwards, you know, maybe you play Waller here? So let's take a look. Let's take a look. If we were to build this lineup, we go, well, I don't want to play Higby. I want to play Carr, Edwards, Waller. Well, obviously, you'd have to give up points elsewhere. So let's, let's, let's try to hand build it, okay? Let's try to hand build this thing. Make it easier. All right, we don't even, do, like, let's make it even easier. by right? just locking people in and just, just running it. Okay, so we're going to build a lineup. That's, where's, where's Carr? Give me Carr. Carr, Edwards. Let's go to wide receiver. Where's Edwards? Edwards, Waller. Waller and Najee Harris. Right. And like what's the best lineup that looks like that? Like we can just run it right here. Mix in Chase, Cooper, Carson, Jets. Okay? So that's 146. Let's go to our save lineup section that we were at. Let's get rid of this first one. and now t- take a look at this one. 146.63 at 117. This is 146. This is 0.3 different. And has a little bit less ownership, a little bit less. So it's like the, the difference in like, oh, so I guess I don't need Higby. Like Higby is not the key to this lineup. So maybe I can play Waller in it, right? Because the projection, if, if it turned out that by, pl- by playing a more expensive Waller, it knocked our projection down elsewhere. And instead of 146, this was like 143. It'd be like, wow, we have to give a, in order to fit in Waller to get the correlation of a three plus one, We have to give up three points in projection and get no, and and maybe the ownership ends up being the same anyway. So you go, okay, maybe it isn't worth playing Waller for three points. You have to determine that yourself. But here it looks like it's not a big deal that I'm not playing Higby because I'm getting pretty much, pretty much kind of the same projection and actually slightly less ownership. Now, if I don't play Harris, now let's do this. Okay. So we're still basing it on this lineup. Let's say instead of, Using Harris as the run back. We use Deontay Johnson, right? We do something like that. So I'm going to take Harris out of the pool because this, it'll give me it anyway. I do it this way. And I put in Deontay, Deontay Johnson wherever the hell he is. Deontay Johnson. And we're not taking Harris now. I'm going to run this, the sidebar. Let's go to our save lineup. Okay. So now we're running Carr. Edwards, Waller with Johnson, Cup, Carson, and then Henderson now in that spot. But look at the difference, right? 146 over here, 138 over here. So like eight-point difference in projection. The ownership is only being dropped about 10 points, 10 percentage points. So, yeah, when you get rid of Harris in this type of lineup and you take Deontay instead – that's that's a, that's a big deal. So let's say we play Carr, Edwards, Waller without a run back. So we're not playing Deontay Johnson at all. Now let's run it with no Najee Harris. See, now it goes up now because now you're not taking a spot with Deontay Harris, the Deontay Johnson that projects. So now we get 143, but a higher, actually a higher ownership. Right? So you look here, it's like, once you put in Deontay Johnson as your runback in this type of lineup, you're dropping like eight points in projection versus just having Najee Harris in it. And you're not getting that, that big of a gap of ownership. 10 points? Yeah, sure. Okay. That's, it's, a, it's a gap, but not that big of a gap. But now you're going to have no runback, So you're not having Harris in here at all. What turns out is that you actually have a lower projected lineup that's owned more based on the numbers that we have. Obviously, ownership will change and everything. So look, 146.63 at 117.8% ownership. This lineup that we built over here with this Waller thing, with no run back, has a 143.66. So three-point lower projection, but actually almost three points higher ownership. So obviously, this lineup is better with the run back than without the run back. For this specific lineup now, if we don't play Waller in there, we just play Carr Edwards. We get one forty-four at one hundred five, right? Because now we're playing kind of weird. Uh, Woods probably wouldn't play Woods and Higby and Henderson. You're playing all the Rams together, okay? Which I guess is, I mean, it's correlation-wise, it's going to cut down in the ceiling. But look at this lineup. I took out Waller. I don't have Harris. I don't have the, the, the run back. You have Edwards. Now this is 144.29, which is about two, two and a half points lower, but you're dropping about 12 points in ownership, which is like, okay. If you, th- if you think that's good enough, that may be fine. So this lineup may be fine. So you, it's not a matter of, do you have a run back? Do you not have a run back? You're looking at the total lineup. So what I, the exercise that I did just here is not like I planned out. This is how you would determine. This is how you would look at it. This is something that you could be doing later in the week. Once ownership is a little bit more solidified, projections are a little bit more solidified. Even, and I'm not, this is, you're not even playing 150 lineups. This could be if you're playing three lineups and you go through. Let me take a look at what what the you know, comparison of these stacks versus that stacks. Do I need this guy versus that guy? What's the impact of not having Najee in my lineup versus having Najee in my lineup? And you could do all of them, just what, I've, just what I've showed you. As your research. Most people, their research is looking at NFL stats. It's already in these numbers. It's already in the number. It's already in the projection number. It's already done for you. Now it just comes down to strategizing your DFS lines. What do they look like? How do you beat other people? Can I build, can I build chalky Chargers, Cowboys stacks and still get different enough? Like that should that should be your research based on. Right? It shouldn't be, do I think they're gonna do well or anything? You should say, no, they project the best. Can I play a Najee Harris lineup with a cowboy stack and still be different enough for large field GPPs? You may find out that you can't. You, know, you can never really get enough ownership without sacrificing way too many points in projection. Maybe you find out that you can do it, just you can't play Najee Harris in that lineup. Or you could do it, but you can't play Amari Cooper as part of the stack, right? Or you could do it, but you need to play Mike Williams as the bringback with Amari Cooper, and then you still don't have Najee Harris. in the lineup. Like it turns out that out of those like five players, you can't have like two of them. Maybe you could have one of them. Maybe you could have four of them. Probably not all five. And then you see who else fits in the lineup. Who do, I, who do I have to play in that lineup at those salaries that fits in if I if I do it that way? And then the next step is finding to see if you can find secondary correlations, right? So we had that, that Brian, Ed, that, that, you know, I can play Najee Harris, but if I played Najee Harris and Brian Edwards a, a, across from him, because they're in the same game, that lowers my ownership net. It's like, oh, so I could play a Herbert, I could play a Herbert Allen Cooper lineup with Najee Harris sounds chalky but once I shove in Brian Edwards and then I don't play Tyler Higby because he's high on a tight end and I play Eric Ebron or whoever when you play uh what Cook Jared Cook for the Chargers instead to complete the three plus one those lineups still project as good as the other lineups and they're 10 percent lower owned and you go okay this is doable. I can do this. And then, then you move on to your next little little research project. This is what I do. Now, other people will do this through computer simulations. Like that's, I mean, we, we have, we have uh, Daniel Hutchins. We have Nerdy tetter in chat. He doesn't even know any of this. He just, he just, just all the computer program. Just let, let, let the computer program figure it out. Uh, I'm just looking to be as directionally correct as possible. Because still, most of the field is not is, is not viewing DFS this way, so that that's where the edge is. Until, until everyone's using computer simulations, I, I I won't be using them. I mean, I can, I guess, it's just that I I, I can't do them well. I don't trust myself. I've I've done some some like uh, simulations. They take they, they take a long time, and I don't trust that they're accurate. And a lot of times they aren't. A lot of times I look and they go, this kid, this can't possibly be right right oh 87 this guy should be 87% done that's impossible no no one should be 87% done i don't know how that came up and of course it took me a half an hour to get to that point point. and then i just throw up my hands to go i don't know enough to, to do any of this stuff right okay anything else before we get out of here going through do, 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 do. James Larvey says, uh, haven't subscribed. Do these ownership projections get adjusted? Yes, they get adjusted throughout the week. We have we have a show called The Ownership Report with uh, Jimino who does the ownership, and Tuttle. They both do the ownership. Uh, they have a show talking about how they adjusted ownership throughout. And go, do you think this? Do you think that? What's the sentiment around the industry? Mathematically, how do things work up? So typically before that show, that's like, that's when like. To me, that's when ownership, that's when you should be using ownership for RG. But of course you could also aggregate from around the industry as well. Uh, let's see. Hey bro, high five. If you see this in time, go with my other question. <laughs> Uh, Debo was a good example. How would I have gotten him in more of my Patrick Mahomes lineups? Manual adjusted point by no, just by putting if you want him in your Patrick Mahomes lineups, put him in your Patrick Mahomes lineups. How would I have gotten him by making that decision? That's very easy. Robbie Steves, best analyst, best analyst on RG. You really helped me become a better player and big my first ever GPP for 4K. Well, congratulations. Doo, 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 doo. Hey, spooky, how do you figure out when to use high-owned players to round out your roster? Didn't I just go through all this? I look at i at the lineup, compare the lineup. You just saw them the entire process of what I was doing. So hopefully that 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 makes it makes it work for you. How do you know when by running the lineups? It's not complicated. And yes, Peyton baby I'll be doing the showdown live show later. Yes, it'll be me and STL cards. So. So hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door, right? Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got crunch, free crunch time for baseball. There's a there's a very, uh, but like three-game slate or something today. So that, that'll that be uh, Roth and Cheese and Cardi will be on that at like 4.30, I think. Something like that. It's some weird slate, MLB slate. So that'll be free on YouTube. And then I will be back with uh, STL cards, Justin Van uh, to uh, to break down all of the stuff for uh, tonight's uh, forty one point total, it's Washington versus the Giants. Yeah, these are the third. These, this is Thursday night football. Thursday night football is typically is, you know, we get these really really bad games. Uh, but that may be good for showdown. I like bad games for showdown. The lower scoring the game is, the more you know, screwed up lineups win, right? The more uncorrelated kind of messes win. And uh, in showdown, when you're trying to be unique, I like to make a lot of uncorrelated messes. So I, I like the low total types of types of games, the high total stuff, you know, a lot of times, those are the slates where, you know, 370 people split first place. So I'm not a big fan of those, but I will be back. Uh, I will be back then. Uh, and I'll also be back tomorrow, right? As I always am. Casual Friday tomorrow. We're talking more anything, answer your NFL questions, right? MMA, MMA is back. And you know, I always show my little, my little uh, cheat sheets for MMA. If you're going to play that, it's a big, it's a big card. It's 14, 15 fights. Pretty good. Pretty good coming up. So uh, I'll see you then. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, as, as always, Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern on the DFS pregame show on Roto Grinders. Dot com.